You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. It's episode 16. Uh, once again, we have the two Johns. You right, John? I'm good, John. How are you, John? I'm good, John. Uh, we also have a, a Celtic fan, uh, but it's not Chris. Chris is at some Twilight Spa or something like that. I don't know whether that involves the film or whether it's a spa in the dark, but I don't know, he might be tell us more about it when he's next on. Uh, so we're joined by first-timer Aidan. How are you doing? How you doing, mate? Thanks very much for having us. Aye, no worries, aye. You may not be saying that when you find out you don't get paid. Oh, what? I'm out of here. <laughs> Did John, John not tell you that? <laughs> um, we're in it for the love of the sport. Well, so, so we think. Yeah. Uh, so, because you're, you're new on, you need to do your induction and sing a song. Um, I, uh, the songs that I would list, like to sing, um, a lot of them would get me in the jail, so I'll say no. Right. Okay, that's it. Sack him. Get him sacked. <laughs> <laughs> UEFA ban. He's, he's definitely the next Chris, isn't he? Uh, I, I'm guessing Chris would have liked to be on as well with the week that it was, the record obviously. Again. But, charity bets. I wouldn't say we're a stinker or such, but we didn't win anything, so. Typical. First goal scorer, we went for Darren Smith, Stalin Albion, could we have? Lawrence Shanklin, and he scored mm-hmm. first for the AR. We also had in the charity bet, they won quite comfortably 4 1, so that was good. Montrose, uh, they comfortably beat Kilden Beath 3 1, but unfortunately, Stenhouse may all let us down. Uh, they only drew 1 all, so 2 out of 3, not good enough. So we'll see if we can come up with better for this week. Uh, no as many fits as to pick from, so it's been a bit harder as well. With that. Yeah, it'd be nice to get back in the winning ways because we haven't won for a couple of weeks now, I think. Aye, so it's just... But, aye, we'll get there, we'll get there. Maybe Aidan being first time on, we'll get a beginner's luck. I'll do my best. Do you like a flutter? Aye, I do. Um, don't get a, don't get a turn very often, but uh, it's, I do enjoy it. Maybe I'll start with Premiership Review. Uh, there was one fixture last midweek, but I don't know whether I want to talk about that at all. Nah, not really. There's a lot that's been happened over the weekend, so comfortable win for Hibs. Aye. But... We could start with Hibs, though, yeah. seeing as they, they did play last Tuesday. And then they're well, a what... good run of form. We usually start with yeah, Celtic four... and Aberdeen, but we could start with Hibs. Yeah, four wins in a row. Yeah, they've really recovered well for that League Cup semi-final disappointment. Um, and for losing to us, to, to us the week before on a great run. Um, can't I, don't, I think they've only conceded one goal in that period as well. And that was at the weekend. Yeah, I think Neil Lennon's pretty happy with it. All good at Hibs just now. Supposedly last midweek, Kamarnik actually played all right in their defeat. Um, a lot of Kamarnik fans weren't too despondent about the fact they'd lost, even though it was kind of seemed quite comprehensive at three 0 Oh, yeah, Kamarnik had sixteen shots in goal compared to Hibs five in that game. Um, so they certainly created their chances, just not clinical enough. Yeah, uh, by all accounts, that's what what happened. They uh, they gave it the, week, the weekend though against Dundee. Dundee form continues to be terrible defensively all over the shop I would say both goals that Hibs scored were fairly avoidable yeah definitely the first one because Martin Bowles just almost led a free run um, it's a good finish then but he should have been closed down the second one I think um, Stokes should have been shut down for the cross um, but it was a good ball in but should he have been on the park um, no it's a little low for me as well. it must be one to fight Anthony <laughs> <laughs> the, the other I can use from that game to call Bain by all accounts, he's had a bit of a disagreement with Neil McCann. Yeah, very seems very strange. Um, key player to Dundee, 
Um, I believe his contract's up at the end of the season as well, so quite a, quite a, a scary situation for, for Dundee to get into. So if, if that is the case, then when I, in a couple of months' time, Scott Brain's free to talk to other clubs. I see he's been rumoured with Celtic again, and I don't get that rumour because, I mean, Brain's an OK shot stopper um, at this level, but he's not good enough to be Celtic's number two keeper, in my opinion, um, let alone um, battling it with Craig Gordon for number one. Um, but I, th- I think Dundee need to get that sorted one way or another because surely even if he's not wanting to stay at Dundee at the end of the season, if he wanting to impress um, potential you know, targets, yeah, so if he wanting to play well, I was he's time, one of the better players. He's got time over international break maybe to make it up to you know, McCann. We bought a quality street or something, I apologise. <laughs> but aye, hopefully for that, their sake, let's get sorted. But aye, you can fear for Dundee at the moment. I'm sure Chris does not fear for Dundee. Happy that Neil. <laughs> You're not the same, Aidan? Um, it's, it's, um, I never like to see a manager struggling, if I'm being brutally honest with you, but um, it's uh, it's ironic, to say the least. Um, I think I think that Dundee certainly had their chances to get something out of the game. Um, I think I can recall um, the goalkeeper for Hibs, Marciano, making a, a fantastic save. Um, I can't remember who it was that hit the shot, but um, yeah, it, was, it was a really, really good save. Um and that followed on from Marcus Weber. I don't think Dundee can should be thrown in the towel quite yet. I still think it's um, quite a lot to. Obviously, there's a lot of football still to play, but um, I could see Dun. I could see Dundee getting out of there. Well, there's a few teams struggling anyway. It's not like they're adrift anyway. So even though they've lost five in a row, you've still got they're only three points, well, two points behind Partick Thistle, three points behind Come on. Yeah, it's still early enough, and no, I think most of the teams down there will have their fair share of. Bad runs. I mean, we've just seen Hamilton lose. What was it? Um, six in a row before they picked up points again. Partick Thistle had a dodgy start the season before they had that. You know, seven points out of nine in three games before they played the weekend. So, yeah, there's time for Dundee to turn around. Yes, and Johnson a real bad run just now. They had a terrific start. They'd only lost two, and now they've lost the last five. There's a few teams in pretty bad form. Yeah, I think to be fair, it's Johnson at the weekend there. They were up against that. A no bad outfit. Aye, they're no bad. Aye. That's good. Anyway, is, is that us then? We move on to it then. Aiden, here's your here's your moment. Thank you. Put you right right in there. Yeah, what a debut! In the uh, week that Kieran, there, right? in the week that Kieran Tierney signed an extension to his deal, number sixty. That was a coincidence. Oh, it's um sometimes these strange things happen, don't they? Um, I think Kieran Tierney signing a, a an extension to his contract is a fantastic thing for Celtic. Um. He's, we're talking about he's about to he's about to play a hundred games for the club. He's only twenty years old. Who knows where who knows where this guy could end up going? Um, do I think he'll stay at Celtic his whole career? I don't think he will, if I'm being brutally honest with you. But um, is it? I think we certainly the Celtic should certainly be getting uh, mega bucks for him. Um, and the game on Saturday, um, so it was the, it was I thought Celtic were, were excellent. Um, the goals were real quality. Uh, I, I think Anderson's unlucky for the own goal, but he he, he got lucky uh, right before it, and the ball deflected off him and went straight to the goalkeeper. Um, sometimes it, when Celtic play the way they play, there's just no stopping them. Yeah, I think I think away from home, your performances have been like that recently. You also seen that when you played us, um, and the, but we won't talk about that game too much longer. Um, but the. Um, the second and fourth goals were of um, real good, but the passing, the movement, I mean, St. Johnson just couldn't struggle. Uh, it just couldn't um, cope with the movement. 
Um, and the belly takes his go well. He looks lively again, and Cham, you know, nice little player to bring off the bench as well. Uh, yeah, it was a very co- um, comfortable day um, for Celtic. I think you look at it as well again. Brendan Rodgers again with his tactics in terms of in-game, very clever the way he kind of switches players about. Um, players like a lot of freedom to move about. You looked at Armstrong getting down the left when Armstrong was cutting in. Eh, sorry, when Sinclair was cutting in, which was pivotal. The belly goal. Yeah, Celtic got a lot. Of, Celtic got a lot of joy down the left hand side on Saturday. Um, I think I think actually all of them, apart from the corner, comes in through the left. And even at that, I think the Armstrong shot to make the corner comes from the left hand side. Yeah. Um, it's def- definitely was a strong point for Celtic on th- on Saturday. Um, I think it speaks to I think it speaks to um, the depth in the squad as well when you consider that throughout this incredible run, that was only the second time since Brendan Rodgers was Celtic manager that he named an unchanged eleven from the from the last game, um, which for me was a frightening start. Um, a bit shaky in the passing at the at the back but that's starting to become a bit of a trademark for Celtic but it's the classic um, we, Celtic will score a barrel of their goals and it's good to watch just now yeah the other thing you talked about the depth as well it always astounds me when you see Rodgers not in the starting lineup. it just shows how good a team you've got scored he's not a guaranteed starter for me he's the best number 10 in that Celtic team um, I, I love the man <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you um but that's not that's no disrespect to the other guys there. Um, but if, if it was if it was up to myself, I'd be playing Rogic in the big game every time. Yeah, I think uh, he's up there obviously. I thought about Callum McGregor again. Um, is showing he's capable of stepping up when need be. I mean, he followed up a good performance against Bayern um, and played pretty well at the weekend again. And looks like oh, we'll talk about later, but he looks like he'll probably make his Scotland debut. So I mean, it just shows the the options that Celtic have got. Um, no, the only area that they're a wee bit short is centre-back, but you can get away with it in the league that they're playing in just now. Um, but for bigger games like the Champions League, you know, they will need that other centre-half to come in. But I know that's something that Rodgers is working on to get in for maybe January to bed in and for next season. Or, sorry, the Europa League even. You should still be well, in that. Hopefully yeah. so. Um, but at the same time, I think... If you look back to the Bayern game, I thought Beaton was immense in the Bayern game. Um, perhaps my, people give him a bit of criticism for the second goal that Bayern get, but for me, if he, he's he's took one for the team there as well. He's took a sore one. Um, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with that at all. I think it was I thought it was superb against Bayern. It's just um, I think it's the concentration levels. Um, they're they're able they're quite good at playing themselves into trouble. Um, I think that that's the scary thing for a lot of the Celtic fans, but um, I think I think the centre half would certainly a, a new centre half would certainly make things more comfortable for for us. But, um, I'm sure that come January that will be that will be sorted out. Yeah, on the flip side, we we'll talk about Celtic in terms of how well they obviously are doing. St Johnson again, probably no, no one really expected him to take anything from the game, but again in front of goal struggling. So no goals in the last six games now. Yeah, it's a Bad run from just now, six games without a win. They've only picked up one point. Um, obviously, they've not scored, which is the biggest issue. Um, I think they've been over reliant Stephen McLean for the last couple of years since Stephen May left. And, but McLean's getting on a bit now, and the players that were supporting him, like, so for example, Danny Swanson moving on, that was a big blow. Um, and with the Halloran 
being out injured and only just come back in the team. Maybe the, the international break is coming at a good time for them and maybe they can get O'Haller and fit in. Half in firing and all cylinders again because they're needing them. They're needing them fit and they're needing goals. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I suppose we could move across stay in Glasgow, Rangers and Party Thistle. Um, Rangers unchanged as well. I think Party Thistle were unchanged as well from the previous week. Quite comfortable for Rangers, was Yeah, it definitely was comfortable for them. Um, big call by Marty to stick with Danny Wilson along with McCrory and keep Bruno Alves at the same. He'd just been. He'd just come back from suspension, but um, it turned out to be the right call, although I don't think they were truly tested for what I saw in the highlights, but great moment for Crowley getting his first goal for the club, um, and they were in the easy street. It was a solid performance by Rangers. Yeah, I thought Thistle might have taken something, considering the recent form that they'd shown, but they were pretty easily beaten. Yeah, it's, um, it looked comfortable for for, um, for, for Rangers. Um, I think I think it'll be Thistle will be disappointed with the goals that they conceded, um, particularly the third goal. I think the third goal kills the game. The centre half has to do better with the header, I think. But um, I don't. I mean, Graham Murray, two two wins from two. Is could he be the man? You think? I think he's certainly respected by the players. But when you hear all the kind of media talking, they seem to think that he's not experienced enough to get the job. Whether if someone else comes in, keeps Murphy included with the first team squad or not, who knows? But he's doing his, his chances no harm. Yeah, I think Rangers could do worse than um, give Green Murphy the job permanently, but um, I don't see them going down that route after the previous appointments. They have to get this right. Um, although I am hoping that the rumour that Scottish Sun put out that they're looking to talk to Steve McLaren comes true. Um, although it wouldn't be the worst appointment that Rangers could make. It certainly couldn't be worse than the last clown that they picked. Um, but anything that keeps McInnes away from um, from Ibrox is always a good thing. I don't imagine that. I, I, I cannot for the life of him uh, take the ring. I just can't see it. I hope you're right. The, the longer it goes on, the more you're going to start to work, especially uh, for weeks. I said before as well, the situation with the stadium for that needs sorted out. You wonder whether that could be a factor in his thinking. Well, the club did um, mention something about the they're hoping to get a decision by the end of the year. So maybe that that story coming out might motivate McInnes into staying. And plus, Ibrooks, um, you know, the Rangers accounts came out again posting another loss for fifth consecutive year. Um, so I don't think if McInnes does decide to make the jump, he won't make the decision lightly. Um, but then, from what I've heard from a few Rangers fans, they're not necessarily wanting McInnes. They want um, someone Aye. more proven. They Whether want Steve a- McLaren's that man is another thing. They want Ancelotti or Van Hal or something like that. They think they can get all these top managers in the world. They need to have a realistic look at where they are just now. going to get that type of manager. On a more positive note for Rangers, um, the news came out today that, or it might not have came out today, it might have been yesterday, that Jamie Barjonas, one of their young players, he'd signed a new contract. Um, so, that's certainly, so that's certainly a positive for them, another young player coming through into the first team, um, which can only be good for Scottish football and, 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 and on the whole as well. So, um, uh, positive news for them as well. Yeah, he's featured a couple of times a wee bit towards the end of last season. Um, Windass looks a bit, looks transformed as well since Murphy took over. Scored in the last couple of games as well, so that's a positive for him. Morella seems to be struggling now after this bright start. But still yeah, going. definitely. He's scored since the Partick League Cup game. I think that's eight games now. Uh, but if we talk as well about strikers that are struggling for goals, maybe we'll move over to Aberdeen with Stevie May. They've seen a wee bit of... Uh, 
criticism online about the fact he's not scored over 600 minutes and whether maybe Rooney should be starting up front instead just now. Yeah, I, I know May does a, a bit, has a bit more of his game, but it is concerning that he hasn't scored since the Kilmarnock game in September. And I can understand why people maybe say take him out of the team for a little bit, um, take him out the final line and have someone else in for now, um, and then maybe he can come back hungry. Maybe the fact he knows he's got his first, um, he's first in the team sheet might might not might be um, complacency setting in from him, but um, and a reminder might not be a bad thing. But I, I'm sure that once he he starts going, once he gets his next goal, he'll go flying again because he is a he is a quality player. He's obviously had a couple of years out um, of injury problems, um, but he does need that goal sooner rather than later. Um, but as yeah. for the game, uh, yeah, the usual um, bogey ground um, come back to to bite us, and it's, it's strange from. From what the stats are saying, Hamilton were probably the better side, um, and we're a wee bit lucky to get away with a point. But at the same point, we're we're, we're leading in the game and throw it away. Yeah, it, I, the only bonus, I suppose, we never lost because we our record here has been pretty well. Uh, first time as well, I would say McInnes is kind of critical about the team, which is unlike him at times. But yeah, disappointing, especially after we went two on ahead. You want to just see the game out, and then within what two minutes, they've equalised. Um, Templeton, who looked like he had a great game, he could have had a hat trick. Given the chances that he had. He had the one where he was through and tried to lob. Then he had one at the back post with a volley as well, which he kind of sky. But yeah, he looks to be coming into a bit of form again. Yeah, I think they missed him during a little run when they couldn't, back, they couldn't buy a win, even though they went in front of most of the games. But he could be the difference between them staying up, um, you know, and getting into playoff, depending if he's fit or not. And that's the problem with, that's always been the problem with David Templeton, is his fitness. When he gets in a good run, he gets injured again and is out for a number of weeks. Um, but it's a good little mini run Hamilton are having. Um, after going six games um, on the trot without a point, they've now picked up five out of the last three matches. So it's not a bad little run that they're on now. Yeah, possibility as well. They could have had at least maybe one penalty. The McKenna mm-hmm. incident. Well, like it was maybe a handball and there was the Arneson one as well. If I remember rightly, the McKenna one, it looks... Well, to be honest, I'd need to watch it again. Um, I only remember the goals I've been and a couple of the chances, to be honest, rather than the penalties. I'm honest, I think they'd be soft. Um, I, I probably have seen them given, but I don't I don't know if... I think if it was against me, I would have been quite annoyed. Right. Back to Stevie May, though. In terms of maybe struggling for the goals, delivery from set pieces was really good. See yeah, the equaliser, yeah. yeah, it was a great corner. Um See, he does have a little bit more in his game than just scoring goals. Um, but um, at the end of the day, he's a striker, um, and he is going to be judged ultimately on goals. But yeah, good delivery. Is a lot of our set pieces have been pretty woeful this season. Yeah, we've missed McGinn there mm-hmm. certainly. But uh, but may as well. Probably needs to be more selfish at times and stay more central. I think though on Saturday, Craig Stewart was playing a bit more central to kind of help out. But yeah, maybe kind of may just needs to get settled, playing through the middle where he's there to score goals as opposed to kind of doing too much else Great ball by Shinny and a good finish by Stuart for his goal maybe Stuart will go on a wee run now because um, he's certainly a player that's capable of scoring at this level we proved it Dundee Yep definitely I think I will deserve Scotland call up for Shinny as well Yeah one over Drew but ironic when he's now playing left back where he's in the Scotland team Move on Yeah might as well <laughs> uh, Ross County Motherwell Yeah that, there was some really good goals in this game uh, Gardine's first one was um, very well taken um, although his second one I don't know what keeper he's trying to do he actually ducks under the ball 
horrendous. He just stands still. <laughs> was it Kipre? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's not. He's not impressed me at all. Anything I've seen him. Absolutely horrendous defending. He's a. He's a. He's a good size for a defender. Um, he has to just stand there and take the ball, take one for the team, jump and chest it, do anything apart from duck directly that the ball goes over the top of your head. That's that's criminal defending for me, and I just can't believe I've seen it happen in a football pitch. Yeah. It cost him the previous week as well when he kind of let he misjudged the kind of flight of the ball, let someone mm-hmm. score. It and they defended with, yeah, Martin Boyle Last week yeah. against Tibbs. Yeah, pretty ropey in the semi final as well, as we discussed. But um, the defending overall for the second um, Ross County goal wasn't very good. Um, but credit to Kayla Dunn, who just keeps impressing every week for Ross County. I love a little finish. Yeah, he's seen a new contract recently. Very positive player. Old, looks mm-hmm. like an old-fashioned winger, just wants to get a take on. But Motherwell, um, to be credited, didn't just um, roll, roll like, except this, you know, the fact they tried to get back in the game. Good headers by Bowman and, and Moult. Um, just unfortunate oh, for them yeah. in this particular occasion. Um, it's too little too late. Yeah, they maybe got the starting line-up run, I think they maybe made too many changes for the game on the back of the head. Because like, Bowman, whether you like him or not, he's awkward to play against. Reminds me a bit of Stockley, actually. When Stockton was at Aberdeen, he probably always in the verge of maybe getting a card, I've been a bit too physical, but he's a useful asset on the Manuel side. Great header as well when he came on. Definitely a great header, fantastic header. It's a difficult one to take as well, so for him to find the bottom corner is a, it's a really, really good goal. But Ross County again, they've started life well under on coil. What's that, three victories they've had since he's come in? Yeah, and a important one as well at home because they'd struggled. Uh, but I hope for match either see under McIntyre but since Coyle's coming a lot better so moving up the table yep. and speaking of good managerial appointments um, Steve Clark um, well another good result yesterday well his first win the performances had certainly been good since he's come in fantastic result yeah definitely um, they look a different team they look a completely different team to the team I saw at Celtic Park um, in the Betfred Cup um, they look organised they look drilled and they look like they're playing for each other I couldn't have been more critical about the the, the commander team that, that lost heavily at Celtic Park. Um, but compare that to the team that I saw play at Parkhead in the 1-1 draw. Um, it was night and day. Um, I think they, they, they look... Even like Sir Chris Boyd, um, it's a fantastic finish. That's 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 a classic Chris Boyd goal. Great through ball by Broadfoot of all people. Yeah. Put him in. And then the, the winner later on is fantastic. Uh, Frizzell, Frizzell take the way he takes it and then turns uh, in straight after McDonald and Prince Alves, who had a good game for her. Yeah, he was unlucky when he hits the post, then he scores a screamer, but then he misses a real girl's chance to win the game. And um, I think that's part of Prince Alves' problem, um, is that he's not clinical enough in a 1v1 situation. Um, and they were made to pay, but no, good, great play by first one, Rory McKenzie, um, to show composure on the ball and then play to fend off a challenge play the ball to McDonnell picks out Frizzell and as you said Aidan lovely composure to turn and a nice finish at the, the roof of the net it's not the first time Kilmarnock have done that as well under Clark so far gained points because um, obviously it was the Rangers game whereby mm-hmm. the penalty was saved then Kilmarnock got the other end and box score yeah, coming a nice little habit find, for them seem to find that second win don't they it's um, seem to be doing quite well to get that it's, it's ironic that a team that can't win at Rugby Park win at a Rugby, rugby ground. <laughs> <laughs> As well. Um, but and Steve Clark gave a really good interview at the end of the match, you know, talking up, saying that um, people, especially media, don't talk, talk up Scottish football enough. 
Um, I thought it was very good to hear. Um, you know, that's that's a guy that spent thirty odd years down in England. Um, he could have been forgiven for losing track um, of what's going on in Scottish football, but he clearly hasn't. He's done his homework. Um, whilst the quality may not be as great as other leagues, um, you've set, there's still a lot more entertaining things happening up here than people give give it credit for. Especially guys that run our game and certain aspects of the media. So, you, look, yeah. Sorry, Ed, what you going to say? No, I was going to say absolutely. I mean, you look, just looking at the command, the, the Hearts and Command that game. Um, if you look at the, if you look at the three goals, the one from, including the one from Gonzalez, if that happens in the, pre, if their goals are scored in the Premier League and the English Premier League, then you, you, you know you're, you're going to hear all about it. Um, I think Steve Clark's absolutely bang on when he says that we should be talking up the Scottish game. Yeah, I think a lot of people as well down south that are critical of Scottish football probably haven't even watched the game. They just they just look at it as that Celtic are running with the league, so I it must not be that entertaining. Sure that's what they'll find their way. And yeah. actually, it's what still when I mean, you look at all the kind of stats for attendances, it's one of the best attendances per head of population or something like that as well, percentage wise. So it's the best in Europe. Aye. So it's certainly not doom and gloom. There's plenty to be positive about. And some teams have um, posted bigger crowds this season. I know Aberdeen's have went up. Um, Hearts has been pretty consistent again. Um, and Hibs, you know, they've been bringing 18,000 every home game. So there's um, more. I, I'll even touch on Kilmarnock yesterday, taking 1,200 away fans. You know, when's the last time Kilmarnock did that um, for a game? It's been a while. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it continues through these long winter months. Um, yep. As for Hearts, I think it's clear they need to get back to Tain Castle. They need to get some of their better players fit. Um, but there's a lot of draws in their squad that Levine needs to address as well. Possibility as well that maybe Levine's tactics are a bit dated in terms of it hard to beat in a fashion. Well, well, if they're trying to make themselves hard to beat with a solid back line, they didn't exactly get that right um, for the first goal. Um, I think Michael Stewart highlighted it. Um, the the, the full backs were actually deeper than the centre backs. Yeah, I uh, think they should have had a penalty. One on Lafferty, possible penalty or not? I'll let John answer first. <laughs> I'm not sure it was a penalty. I think he he, he throws himself down. To be fair, for us, there wasn't a lot um, for him to go down. I don't. Um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. You go next, Aiden. I would agree with that. I would. I would. I think that. I think that was. A, that would have been a soft penalty to give. I think whilst I don't think he dives as as such, I think he looks for it definitely. Um, I don't think there's enough in it at all. Yeah, I think agree with both. Yeah, I just wanted to see what you guys thought. Uh, good tribute as well from the Hearts fans, the Stefano ex-player who sadly passed away. Scottish Cup winner. Yeah, and the 20th anniversary of them winning that Scottish Cup. Uh, yeah, it was a, a sad one. I mean, I think he was one of the more unsung heroes in that team because most people talked at that time about people like Colin Cameron, Neil McCann, uh, Stefan Adam, Stephen Fulton to an extent as well. Um, they forget that Salvatore, you know, did the, the dirty work in the midfield and got got them flown from there. So yeah, yeah, lost thought of his family. Yeah, was it they used to call Macaulay the water carrier? Every team mm-hmm. needs a water carrier. Yeah, yeah. Every team definitely needs it. They're usually fans' favourites as most types of players. Aidan probably didn't know who Stefano Salvatore was, the youngster that he is. He's too young. <laughs> How age yeah. are you? Uh, 24. 24? I, I do remember very, sort of very, very early on when I started watching the game. Um, I, I recall I recall him sort of being this, um, this really physical sort of holding midfielder. Um 
but I, I honestly didn't see an awful lot of him. Um, but definitely a sad one. It was a nice tribute from the Hearts fans. I think that's sort of how we've come up, managed to cover the games in record time. We've not missed anything out. Not as far as I know. Yeah. So, may as well to touch on the Scotland game. Seems we've got a friendly against Netherlands on Thursday. A couple of folk withdrawn from the squad. Darren Fletcher and Lee Griffiths, but no one else has been called up. But it looks like we're going to go into the game with only one recognised striker. Jason Cummins is not really yeah. playing much for Forrest. Yeah, I think he's lost his place recently, but then I don't think Chris Martin's been playing for Derby either, and uh, neither most other strikers in the Championship, and the Scottish ones up here, well, we touched on May, hasn't been scoring goals, so yeah, he's a set to make his debut, <laughs> unless um, Malcolm McKay plays a Craig Levine formation, or tries like, what Spain didn't have someone in a false nine, like Ryan Christie, but I don't see that happening somehow. Aye, but I've seen someone mention it's supposed to be Ryan Christie as a forward squad, but it'd be interesting to see what happens. Uh, on a more positive note, uh, nice new kit. I liking it. You go first, Aiden. I think it's cracking. You're not a fan, John? I think it's the best they've had for a while, to be honest, yeah. I think it's a, a, a nice top. Trying a, a throwback to 82. Is it, is it, does it resemble more 82 or do you think it resembles more 86? Maybe a hybrid of the two. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's a nice kit and Obviously, my blog touched on um, some of the more um, peculiar designs over the past. Um, you guys can read it on the, the website. Um, we shared share the thoughts of the regular post- podcast team. Hi, it was good. Um, Enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, well, well, my first Scotland top was 1986. That I had the home and away ones. So what age were you then, Aidan? 24. No, what age were you then, 86? Oh, what, what age was I in 86? Three. Three. <laughs> Did you say 86? Oh no, you wouldn't have been born. No. Uh, minus 7. <laughs> so, minus 7. So that's how, that's how, how young you are. My first... Back to school for me with a mass. My first Scotland one was the pinstripe. One sponsored by Safeway. Oh, the feel of effort. That was, was a horrendous kit. Was that about 99? When we played England? No, that was um, 2002 to 2003. We wore it against Germany. That was the last game it was worn was against oh, Germany um, when Kenny Miller scored. It's not the worst one. Mind you, I, I complain. My least favourite was the Tartan one. He sits. Yeah. Aidan, what was um, your favourite Scotland kit? Call me biased, but um, I quite liked the away one from a couple of years ago. Which was Zumba effort? The, the hooped one. The Ronald McDonald kit. Yeah that, <laughs> yeah, that nearly got my, um, my least favourite. But I went for the yellow feeler one. Just because I just thought that was a bland, awful colour of yellow. It's actually something I've not actually had many of. I've not had many Scotland kits. I think from being young, I had the 86 ones. And I think from then up until maybe about mid-2000, I didn't have another Scotland kit. Something that I kind of it's not something I've ever really worn much with football tops. What was sure. the worst kit for you, Aidan? Scotland one? What was the worst one? You're, ask, you're asking me now. Probably the Safeway one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a horrible kit. Um, <laughs> so I can't even remember what I said was my least favourite home top. Um, was that a Fila one? No, I think it was a, it was a, no. I'm pretty sure it was a Diodora one. Um, no, oh, sorry, Diodora, yeah, it was I... the Diodora 2005. That was the one I remember where Kenny Miller scored against Italy. Um, but that was a awful, sort of awful caller, and it was yeah, just a awful kit. But um, th- this new one is definitely got a thumbs up for me. Um, yeah. I'll definitely buy it for my wee boy. Christmas, or when his grands might do it. I think it, 
this top will be remembered well as well if we manage to get to a bloody even higher degree. Be interesting to see what the away one's like, whether they go yellow as well from about that time, or maybe even a wee red number. I've not had a red kit, away kit since the 80s. Um, to be, be played, they've not played red against Georgia in that ill-fated game. Oh, maroon, yeah. Maroon and goals, that red, one, red one would be alright, but I, I would mean, need be averse to a, a yellow one. As long as it's no pink, mm-hmm. again. I don't think the last one was actually that bad compared to some others we've had in the past, but white, yellow or red, that's... Gent, uh, you should watch the game. Ah, I'll watch it. Um, I'm, inter- I'm interested to see how it goes, transition from Stratton leaving. Um, I actually think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I actually don't think that Scotland have lost a game in 2017 yet. No, if not, you're, you're absolutely spot on. Um it's, it shows what happens when Strachan started picking players that were on form and then when a couple of Celtic players get injured, he reverted to type. That, um, we got away with against Slovakia and then unfortunately brought against Slovenia. But um, but yeah, going back to squad, I mean, there's just the two withdrawals so far. Hopefully there'll be no more. Um, I thought, to be honest, there'll be a couple of Celtic players withdrawn just because of the number of games that they've had, but that's not materialised yet. So hopefully there's a mix of, you know, a mix of team that... Um, no, played better over the last part of the campaign, but with a couple of newbies getting their first cap. Cummins will definitely start, I would imagine. Um, we spoke about Callum McGregor. He's likely to start as well. And hopefully it's a Shinny and Christie will feature at some point as well. I think they probably will in terms of it being at Pataudry as well. There's been there's a wee bit of talk as well about maybe that's why they were included to try and boost the, the home crowd. I certainly think, obviously, Shinny and Christie, I would say, deserve to be there in merit, whether... McLean's form merits a call up just now. I don't know, but it's good. It's just good to see fresh faces. And... That's what I would say. I would. I would quite like to see it so that we're not maybe seeing the same, the same faces get the game as much as I would like Scotland to to stay undefeated this year. Um, I'd quite like to see guys like uh, like Jordan Archer maybe play, and um, you know, he's in the squad. Maybe Liam Cooper, Paul Hanlon. These guys that haven't really had a shot. Um, what, what what better to give them a go and see what they're capable of? Someone speculated online there was talking Ryan Jack playing it right. Yeah, well, we do have um, a shortage in that position. Um, I don't know how... Has Callum Patterson been featuring for Cardiff lately? Because I know he's only just come back for that long-term injury and he was playing for the reserves because he scored um, a hat-trick for the reserves. But that's the last I've heard, to be honest. I'm honestly yeah, not... Yeah, I'm not too sure either. The last I heard is that he'd, uh, he had scored that trick as well with him dropped in the first team. Um, they're, they're up against a, an experimental home because I know that um, Arjen Robbins retired from international level as well and I imagine they'll have a few younger players. I don't really know much about who's in their squad. The only one that jumped out was Van Dykes in the squad but um, I don't really know much, of the, much about the Holland squad these days. They usually have quite a squad anyway but a few Ajax, Arjen Boy... Delight, it's only about 17 old with them. Try and create else. I don't know where a Snyder, the Snyder stuff. He's been dropped from their latest squad. He's dropped or retired because he's about the same age as Robin. I remember they two coming through together and Snyder being brought in in that um, 2003 playoff game and he set the tone for an awful, awful night for us. We lost 6 0, but we'll not cover that game too much. <laughs> Playing in France now, you've got to pay. Was it Man U who's now at Lyon? But I think a lot, maybe a lot of the players in Cuff. I don't know whether Van Persie's still involved, but they're going through a period of not qualified. And yeah, they've still got Dick Advocate. I mean, he came back in this year for his third spell in charge. Um, 
and he's staying on by the sounds of things. So, yeah, welcome back to Scotland, Dick. There's um, some interesting players in that, in the, in that squad. Uh, actually, Wesley Snyder is in the squad. Um, guys like Vijnaldum, Marco van Ginkel at PSV Eindhoven, Janssen, who's on loan at Fenerbahce as well. Um, certainly no mugs coming in here. I'd imagine Jasper Sillison of Barcelona, he'll start in the game as well. I know, they've got, they got a few decent players here. They are a good, are a good test anyway. Um, and speaking of it, Scott, because obviously um, there's the, um, we still have that position to fill full time, but my prediction looks as though, um, of who the next manager will be, looks as though it's not going to happen because it looks like David Moyes is going to go to West Ham. Yeah, that's a strange one, I think. Yeah. You would think West Ham would be looking for someone a bit better since he was relegated. He's sort of been great over his last couple of managerial appointments. Yeah, and the thing is, West Ham like a certain brand of football. Um, they didn't take to Sam Allardyce, even though he got them up and kept them up comfortably for two consecutive seasons and wanted him out and he resigned. So I don't know why they think David Moyes is going to be a popular point with the West Ham fans. Um, I know Chris will be delighted that he's not getting anywhere near the Scotland job because he doesn't rate him as a manager. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Um, I'm not too disheartened that he's not going to go for the Scotland job now. Um, but I think years ago we might have said, yeah, Dan Wise might be a good fit. Now it's, it would have almost been an underwhelming appointment had we got him. Good luck to him at West Ham because I think he'll need it. Here's a question for you to particularly considering. Your, your own allegiances. Um, Derek McInnes? I think he's probably, because it's got a job, it seems to be, take that job and they're maybe a bit older. Yeah, I think... So I don't um, think he'd be interested just now. Maybe one day he'd want it just now. Yeah, I think it's a job for someone who um, has a better track record. We made that mistake with um, Levine picking him um, when he didn't really have the track record to back him up for that job and that was an absolute disaster. Um, so... I'm not saying Derek McInnes would be worse than Craig Levine by any stretch of imagination, but I don't think he's ready for Scotland job, nor is John touched on that. I don't think he's he'd want it. He'll either stay at Aberdeen or go for a, a bigger a bigger job elsewhere. Hopefully not down the road, but a wee bit further down the road in years to come. Yeah, should we move on to the charity bit? Yeah. Predictions? Well, not predictions because there's no Premier Premiership games, but League One and League Two, so we need to try and pick something from there. Uh, want to go for a first goal scorer first of all? Yeah, have you got one in mind? Yeah, I was going to give Aidan the owner, first on. Anyone? Testing me. See, for, um, say possibly the Aloe Athletic, looking at Albion Rovers via Aloe Athletic, um, if, we go, if we look at Aloe Athletic, Ian Flanagan, he's certainly a guy that looks capable of getting a goal any time any time that he gets on the pitch. Um, he'd probably be my backing. It's a new name. Flanagan. I'm happy to back that. Aye, why not? We've not, had a, we've not had many first goals for our winners. See, before we do the predictions, I just want to touch on the championship um, results from last weekend. Um, because there's now five, but there's just two points separating the top five. You've got St. Mernon and Dundee United in 23. Um, you've got you've got Queen and South in fifth on 21, along with Dunfermline 21, and Splitting between them is Livingston 22. Talk about a competitive league. <laughs> Dundee United still managerless. Shaba not being confirmed yet. No. I th- and part of the talk at the weekend was they're going to go for Tommy Wright again. That's a bizarre one, if you ask me. Ah, he's not going to. But then, if he's run his course at St Johnson, and Dundee United have got, if he gets them up, I've got more more backing in terms of financial power. So I don't see that happening, to be honest. I think, um, but apparently Stubbs turned it down, which I think, to be honest, they've dodged a bullet. I know he won the cup, perhaps, but 
he also failed to get them promoted, which was his remit. And they bottled two glorious opportunities of doing so. So I think they um, dodged a bullet with that one. Oh, we'll go with Ian Flanagan then for first goal. Uh, yeah, Aloha are sitting third in the league as well. Although they're only two points ahead, Albion Rovers in seventh. <laughs> um, in terms of the treble, if we go for a treble, Elgin at 75, away at Kelvin B. Yeah, I'm happy to go with that. I'm also thinking Arbroath, um, away to Queen's Park. Aye, could be an option, aye. Right, youngster, you got a tip? Um, um, hmm. Put me on the spot here. We're allowed to go for the Challenge Cup. Nah, just not like much. stick with the league. Um, we, could, we could even just go with a double in terms of them two being better than evens, maybe. So what, what have you used backed again? You've got Arbroath away to Queen's Park. And Elgin. Elgin away to Cowden Beef. So. It's oh, difficult. Um, I would say Stirling Albion away to Clyde. If we went with a double... Just a double at Elgin and Arbroath, it would return £50 and 40 pence. So £40 and 40 profit we would get if we went with that. If we were to add in Stalin Albion, who are 13 out of 10, let's see, £115 and 92 pence, £105 and 92 profit if we were to go for the treble. It sounds very tempting. <laughs> well, we, we have gone with the treble, so do we stick with it and get a big win? Yeah, let's try it. What do you think, Aiden? Oh, down to you. I'm taking nothing to do with this if it goes. Pete Tong. The good thing is that we've all put one. We're all equally to blame. Well, maybe not, because if one of them fails, then whatever. Well, it was me last week because I pitched Dennis Muir. At least one of us t- um, is prepared to take blame in this podcast, Aidan. You'll soon learn that. <laughs> it's just because you're a bad tipster. I don't deny that, but <laughs> I also take the credit when I get one right. Aye. When does that ever happen? I've had a couple this season. With help for the other guys. We've all had our fair share of good picks and, and bad tips this season. Aye, but all that, it's a team into team game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything else before we go, or is that summing it up? I think I think that's pretty much summed up, yeah. Um but Aidan, thank you for coming on. Well, at all. Thanks very much for having us. Aye, good good having you. Hopefully you're on again soon at some point. Happy days. Right, cheers guys. Cheers. cheers.